0: Three, two, one. Thank you for joining us for the Welcome to the Hall podcast, courtesy of the El Paso Athletic Hall of Fame and the El Paso Sports Commission. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the best of the best from past inductees into your El Paso Athletic Hall of Fame. Welcome to the Hall, ladies and gentlemen. This is uh, Wayne Thornton with the El Paso Athletic Hall of Fame, along with our producer, Asa Costa, talking about the mini and Great people are inducted into the El Paso Athletic Hall of Fame. Today we have Mr. John Sanders, who is an inductee into the El Paso Hall of Fame. And Mr. Sanders, welcome to the show and welcome to the hall. How are you doing?
1: Pretty good, Wayne. I really appreciate the call. Thank you.
0: Thank you. And uh, did, where did you grow up, sir? Well,
1: I'm a native Hokie, but I grew up in Bonn, New Mexico.
0: <laughs> wow. Where is that located at now?
1: Yeah, well, you know where Car- uh, uh, Corona is? Um, uh, Alamogordo?
0: Yes, yes.
1: Alamogordo. Uh, it's between Alamogordo and Tucumcari. Or in 54. Right in the middle of the state. Wow. Small small town. Rising high school. gone was about 1500, and now it's about 450. So it's a town that uh, hasn't, hasn't lasted too long, but it still is. It's a road town. And uh, it was just when the uh, diesels came in, uh, and everybody moved to Clovis and Berlin. So that's where I was raised in New Mexico.
0: Wow. And how did you, after you, now you went to high school and graduated there, correct? Yes, sir. And sure then, after high school, where did you go then? I had a
1: scholarship to Southern Cal. I went out there and visited my folks and my brother in law, and, uh, and it scared me sure the hell out of me. <laughs> so I came back and and I, I, I visited Arizona State and Oklahoma A and M and various other schools. And I kept getting letters from a guy named George McCarty from Texas Western. I said, "Robert, well, I, I signed a letter of intake, in, intent to go to Southern California." But I backed down on it. And so I came back home to Atlanta. So we went down to El Paso and and I went went to uh, call. George McCarter was a dead basketball coach. And uh, what happened there was I uh, yeah, went down and went to Miners Hall and I saw uh, A.J. Mason, uh, Al Glidewell, and I said, Good God, I played with these guys, against these guys in high school. I said, I'm coming to Texas Western. So <laughs> that's where I ended up at, Texas Western.
0: Wow. Man, people, just so we know, uh, your opportunity to go and be successful in college was through basketball, right?
1: Uh, the track I had a track and field scholarship at Southern Cal, and uh, um, I had just set the state record, the state they it makes for the long jump. So, but uh, I still hold that state record, anyway. By the way, wow! <laughs> you know, and t- uh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, I'm. You know, I'm so no, I was... Uh,
0: no, no, no. That's fine. I, uh, to find you in Bonn, New Mexico to USC, that had to be unbelievable too, right?
1: Wayne, what happened is that when I went there and uh, my brother-in-law's cousin played football for, for Southern Cal, and he took me around the campus and I saw that statue of Tommy Trojan. Yeah. I looked around and it scared the hell out of me. I said, no, way I don't know. <laughs> So I said, well, I, you know, I'm not going to go here. I'm just, uh, I want to go back. So I came back. I, I, I guess the word was out of, a, of Jess a head track coach. So I had a track scholarship out there and a basketball scholarship. And then I came back and uh, the head coach uh, called my dad in Vaughn, New Mexico and said, wonder what, <laughs> he said, well, where's John? It's the middle of September. And he's not out here yet. And uh, daddy said, "Yeah, Well, he signed with Texas. he's playing at Texas Western. <laughs> so there, I guess the coach hung up on him. <laughs> anyway, you know, that's kind of the history of me when coming to Texas Western. And I loved it. We all lived in Minnesota, along the best four years of my life in athletics. Some great people I met, Maynard and all those guys, Dan Boyd, and, no, just it was, it was a great time. And George McCarty was the, uh, he was the, uh, what do you call it? He stayed, he stayed and watched over all of us shenanigans. And uh, he and his wife both lived in hall. So that's, wow. I, mean, I was never uh, loved it, loved Texas Western yes. and <laughs> El Paso.
0: Yeah, that's amazing and you know you think about it now when you drive by where Miners Hall used to be. It's no longer yeah. there, right? It's
1: uh, I don't it's there, I think, but it is it's, 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 it's they
0: tear the down line. or what? Yeah, they, they they rebuilt that area where it used to be where all the athletes used to live was Miners Hall at UTEP and yeah, right. it's, it's yeah. no longer there and, and remember Barry Hall was there and Kelly Hall right yeah. down this, the the, yes, the way. sir. Dormitories, Uh, they're no longer used as dormitories as well and their offices. It's really amazing that the the transition UTEP has made. And I'm sure for you, it's quite a (laughs) shock, too.
1: Yeah, I I lived back here for years. I lived in Oregon for 21 years and I came back. And uh, gosh, I I never, you know, didn't make it a point to go to the campus or anything. So I'm, I'm shocked. I didn't realize that Myers Hall was Anyway, I got some good pictures still with Myers Hall. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Now, tell us about your career in college at UTEP, and how did that go for you? I know you you were excited about the opportunity. How did it go?
1: It was great because I I knew a lot of people, and uh, I was a I was a young kid at sixteen years old, a freshman at Texas Western, and uh, and knowing that Dola Watkins was my roommate. And uh, he was from Monaghan, Texas, and uh, another roommate with Jack Burgess. But uh, I spent three years with with, uh, with Doyle, and uh, we'd go down uh, every summer. We'd go down out to. He was from uh, Odessa, Texas, or Monaghan, and I'd go down with him. get like, would rub neck all summer, and uh, spent a lot of the times down there. I in my summer time. I'd come back to school here every September, but uh, I. Uh, in, enjoyed the, the, how small it was, you know, because Texas was, and then and got, I just, everybody knew everybody on the campus, you know, we'd go with this there and everywhere, and, and uh, we a lot of time and play. i always liked that trip. We'd, we'd go to uh, Flagstaff and, and play Arizona State, and then we go down to Arizona State, and uh, the other one, the big one, there, and then we finished off our road trip, and at, uh at arizona to come back so we did a lot of there was a lot of uh, uh lot of things and i, I can and I kind of wrote wrote a little book about, about it and about our championship because it was a football and, and basketball both won conference titles in 57, 58 and uh I wrote something about that and uh we it. basketball we, we we always flew up there and to uh, where we we'd go, go up in, to the north, and uh, he uh, we flew from Tulsa, we flew to Chicago on the way down. Uh, we we lost one of our players, and he was a uh, he was a married person. He lived in a vet Village. I don't know if you remember vet Village.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Yeah, you know he was he was a veteran, and uh, he got off the plane and he said, "I'm not, I quit." just "I'm scared to death because the engines on the plane went out, and we were we made a, a landing in, in uh, Chicago, and he, he didn't refuse. He said, "I just, I'm not going back, and going back on." And so George McCrae reached his pocket, gave him hundred bucks, said, "Here, take a train back to El Paso." Wow. <laughs> so so he did, but he. Gordon, his name was Gordon Shepard. He's a real good friend of mine. And, uh, and that was about it for that. then we, uh, uh, I mean, you, I guess you remember Charlie Brown. He's part yes. of us. up being my best friend. And, uh, we went to, uh, we always like to go out and have a couple after the games, you know, so we, we went to this one place in Detroit. We were playing in Detroit and, uh, we Charlie and I went to the, to a bar after the game. We played Wayne State University, and mm-hmm. he had to go to the bathroom. I said, "Give us a, give us a couple of beers." And uh, so Charlie came out, and there was only one beer sitting up there. I said, "Well, no, I ordered two two beers." And uh, the bartender said, "I'm sorry, we don't serve this kind." So I tipped the beer over, got my money off the bar, and we left. So uh, I, I did see a lot of that that stuff in college, and uh, it was kind of the same thing happened in Memphis. We'd go on there, but uh, he and his, his uh, nephew Cecil Brown, and I, you know, it, we uh, we all defended Charlie because he was a great guy, super guy. And uh, I did witness some of that stuff that went on, and it really upset us, and uh, forever. I, I still remember. Charlie, when he passed away, that, that you know that doesn't go on anymore, and I'm so happy it does so,
0: Yeah, definitely. if you
1: know what if you know what I mean.
0: Sure, sure. And you know, but I did.
1: Yeah, you know, go ahead.
0: No, I was just going to say that uh, your coach was George McCarty, right? Yes, sir. And George, and for people that don't know, I'll get to that. But uh, at that time when you were playing, where did you play your home games at? <laughs>
1: at the uh, Coliseum, on the parquet floor. <laughs>
0: right. The Memorial gym we, wasn't built yet, right?
1: Uh, no, it wasn't. In fact, I never got to play Memorial gym. We played all, all four years. We played out the Coliseum. Wow. And playing on that Coliseum was like uh, taking uh, was it was like an away game. Every time we practiced at the little gymnasium on top of uh, the football field. Right, right, you know, and we, that's where we did all our in and, and we'd go out and play home games at uh, at the Coliseum in the old you know, parquet floor. And you need to, sometimes you hit the bounce, and the bounce would go off the other way, and <laughs> it was interesting.
0: It sure was. That
1: was it'd be so amazing when a conference, so I was a sophomore, and you know the football team won and we won, so yeah, basketball was. So only, only time ever I think in mean, history of tell you that both teams won the conference title the old border conference right
0: and,
1: and uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah but you know we we were just kind of happy go lucky guys that we were serious we got on that basketball court and right. uh, in fact I, I'll tell you a story I probably shouldn't tell you a story we were playing at Oklahoma A&M Hank Cobb was a basketball coach Yes. And I was having a good game, you know, because he, he really be, <laughs> believed in defense. And so I swear to God, he sent his kid in to push me around. And his his name was Mo. I, he eventually became my person. And he was in there to kind of keep me away from this and that and anything else, you know. So finally, he, uh, he, he kind of just pushed me. I turned around and knocked him on his ass. And, <laughs> <laughs> so. So I did not last the end of the game, but anyway, uh, Mo uh, had to go out too because they knew he was pestering the hell out of me. But (laughs) anyway, that's my experience with uh, Hank Iba. And uh, I'll tell you another story when uh, they 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 played in the national championship. I was living in New England at the time, so I called up George. I said, "Hey George, you know?" He said, "I call him coach." I said, uh, "He said." I should have let you get down to uh, College Park Park Maryland where they had the basketball tournament. He was the, they were the final tour and so he said, Gosh, y'all, they said, you know, they only gave us two hundred tickets to, to sell. I said, You're kidding me? He said, I'll tell you what to do. You send me a check going to, you know, for twenty eight dollars and I'll make sure you get the two tickets. Wow. Seven dollars a session in those days is now seven hundred.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
1: So uh, that that's what the president were back back in those nineteen sixty six.
0: Wow. So
1: anyway, uh, we uh, I went down there. We me and my wife went down there, and uh, uh, I went to the. Uh, I, George called me. up. I called up. The, he said pregame before the first game before we played Utah. Right. And uh, we went there, and we, so he invited me to come up for the pregame meal. I walked in there, and uh, so I had coach uh uh to, uh, to, uh, to, uh, to, uh to um I had coach two guys of that team. that came running over and said, "Hey, coach, how it going?" So I said, I said, "How it going, said, This is fine. Mo he walked up here. Come on, get back to your seat. Hackett said, "Get your ass back to the seat." Sanders coached these guys. <laughs> And I felt like knocking him on his ass again. <laughs> he, was, he was a persistent little part. <laughs> I shouldn't be talking that way. But anyway, that's, that was another great experience. And then, uh, uh, sadly enough, uh, there's one more I'd like to say. We stayed at the same hotel as, as Duke stayed. Right. It, Duke, Duke was uh, playing in the, the other game. Anyway. And we're gathering around, you know, after the first session, and this lady came and was, like, screeching at me. And the uh, book, could I help you? She said, she said, how in the hell can you root for those blank, blank, blank?" I said, what are you talking about? You know, because they started, you know, they had five lives on things. So, right. you know, so what? Who cares? I said, lady, I said, I don't know who you are, but get out of my sight. Is it, that's the team, my team, and I'm rooting for them. And it was Vic, Vubus' wife, the head bachelor of coach of Duke that did that. Wow. And I, 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 I've i never seen so much presence in my life as going up north and out there. It, it, it still pisses me all when I to talk about it, but I'm, I'll tell you a few stories that I went through. <laughs> we uh, went through. Yeah. But the, it was a, yeah.
0: It had to be a pretty tough time, obviously, and the, uh...
1: Yeah, but you got yeah. to be
0: there at, at College Park Maryland another facility that has gone by the wayside because they tore that down as well didn't they? Oh,
1: wow our history wow yeah. well, we got, we got our championship there
0: Yeah that's right
1: <laughs> I didn't know that either. Wow
0: yeah yeah they built a new facility and it's no longer there. But you know you talk about uh, your, your time playing basketball up there at Texas Western before it became Mm -hmm. UTEP, a lot of people don't realize that George McCarty, who was your coach, uh, Mm -hmm. from what legend says, he was the one that hired Don Haskins to be the new head coach uh, for Texas Western. And he became the athletic director, Mr. McCarty, correct?
1: Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Wow. Yeah, I was coaching at Austin High School at the time, after I graduated. And uh, I would go and talk to him quite a few times, but then I, I was kind of got. I got pissed off, and I'll tell you why. Because I I was in Austin, and uh, the uh, head coach Paul Sucker went down to Midland to own up Midland League basketball, and I said, "Wow, this is another dude." I was because I was his JV coach, and uh, they hired Ed Haller instead, and so. That really pissed me off, and so uh, uh, I think I will leave El Paso. So I moved to New England. I lived up there for 21 years. Wow! So they over over overlooked me, and so that I was rather bitter about that. But then uh, I guess they get the uh, Ed Howler and then Alex Gladwell took over after he left. So those those are kind of history marks. So anyway, I'm. I'm talking.
0: No, uh, that's some it's good it's stuff. And good stories. Good stories.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I want, I want you to know about it because I uh, I still love Texas Western. Even though they call it UTEP.
0: <laughs> yeah, they call it UTEP now. But you mentioned that yeah. at the time you came to El Paso at those early years, that Alvis Glidewell was there, who uh, most people may know, legendary coach at Austin and also at Irvine and yeah. also in the you Hall bet. of Fame and. Uh, they yes, called him call Tweety Bird, right?
1: Yes, you yes, certainly did. <laughs> <laughs> they all called him Tweety. Yeah. Now, he, no. yeah. He went to, he went to Clovis, Clovis High School. Ah. And that's where I met him and played against. He and A.J. Mason, we both played on the same championship basketball team that stayed in New Mexico with Clovis. And then, uh, see, McCarty was coaching at New, at New Mexico State before he came down. New Mexico, a and before he came down uh, to be the head coach of Texas Western. Wow. Yeah. And uh, so when he, when he came to Texas Western, like so I told you before, Gladwell and Mason, those guys are there. And so uh, for some reason, he left uh, New Mexico State. And, and all those kids here recruited, recruited A.J. Mason and, and, and other guys came to Texas wrestling with George McConaughey. He bottomed all down. Wow. I guess that's another thing you probably didn't know. But it's a little history there.
0: Yeah.
1: He was successful. And he was a good man. I'll tell you, he uh, he was a good disciplinarian. That's what I liked about him. And uh, we all respected him. And, of course, his sidekick, Ross Moore, was a great guy, too. The trainer. Yes. I love his. My track coach at Texas Western. <laughs>
0: So, so, you did run track as well at Texas Western?
1: Yes, sir. I did run track. And in, uh, in, uh, I won second in Border Conference, I guess, as a sophomore. And then uh, I came back and, and won third place as a senior or junior. And I don't know, I was in it or something.
0: You know, talking. Uh, talk and about
1: I jumped to, to, to what?
0: I'm sorry, I was, I I know you talked about you ran track at Texas Western, which at that time was what it was called, but it's Mm -hmm. amazing. I'm sure you watched the Olympics. uh, Oh, sure. And it's amazing the athletes of today and how they can do so many things. And you being a long jumper, I'm sure you appreciated Bob Beeman and what he did in
1: 1968, huh? Uh, Yes, sir. In fact, I held a record at uh, UTEP Texas Western until, Bob Beeman smashed it.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is another thing. But anyway, he was a good guy.
0: <laughs> yeah. He can jump a little bit.
1: Huh. Yeah, yeah he, could. he could. He could touch the top of the basketball backboard. But He amazing. could jump that high. Yeah, he was. Now, you, sp- yeah.
0: you spent many years as an administrator as well with the uh, school district here in the city too.
1: I did. I spent, uh, my last 17 years at Cornell High School, I was the assistant principal, and I and, uh, I, uh, I enjoyed and In fact, they, they didn't have an athletic director at school, so uh, Burrow-Watley made me the in-charge of athletics, you know, so I uh, was the AD, which I was up in New England, because I coached at MIT in New England, and when I came back, oh, that's what happened there, so. But Coronado High School is coaching and playing with the kids, coaching. I love I coaching. I loved all the kids. I missed it when I retired. I really did. Yeah. Coronado was a good school. Still right. is, I guess.
0: Yeah. And another school being uh, reconstructed, too. Good uh, uh, Lord. Can you yeah. Have you seen it? Wow. Oh, it's All the different colors. I mean, golly, that yeah. thing is just amazing. It? it is.
1: It's a a giant house. (laughs) I couldn't believe it. Well, that's a a good thing, I guess. The kids need it. It's a good... I thought they might... Well, they didn't need another gym, though. They had had two gyms. They just kept the same two.
0: Right. Now, you mentioned uh, coaching at MIT.
1: Yes, sir. Uh
0: What was that like?
1: It was... It was excellent. I lived in a town called uh, uh, Andover. It was 26 miles north of uh, uh, Boston. Well, and uh, so I had to drive in every day. And name was uh, Jack Berry, with they had basketball coach, and uh, it was it was great. It was it was good, and uh, I was there across there two years, and then uh, there's the, the school little up up there called Great Lawrence Tech. And so uh, I helped build that school. I, I I quit coaching at MIT. Anyway, MIT I had uh, I had to go into Boston every day during the season, and they had four lanes of traffic back and forth. You could not believe the traffic. It took me two hours every day to go up and two hours to go back because of the traffic. Wow. <laughs> so I said, "Well, I'm getting. I'm, uh, i I love coaching at MIT." Because you told kids something one time; they wouldn't forget it. That's for sure. They were smart, so <laughs> made coaching fairly easy. Why? But, uh, yeah. In fact, that was it. That was the first guy for the JV coach that would beat Habit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: we went over and beat Harvard on the, the basketball court was on the second floor. So I was real. The kids are real proud of it too. Can it's been a it's been a great life. I have enjoyed every second of it. I, I, I am just retired when I retired, so I, I, I served for about five years after I retired from Cornell High School. So, it's, it's been a good ride for me. I enjoyed, and I enjoyed being accepted to all the things here, and uh, I belong to a lot more of them, and I, I don't need to mention, mention which ones. But anyway, uh, El Paso is my hometown, and I, I, not hometown, but Oklahoma is my hometown. But uh, I think, being uh, in quite a few places in, in the United States, I believe that El Paso is the best kept secret secret in the United States to live in. I love El Paso.
0: <laughs> it definitely is a great place. You're right, and you know, I I, sure I, I don't know if you knew this, but Ron Dettinger, who you uh, used to I coach in Coronado, his son was the student athlete of the year for MIT. H- and he went to yeah. MIT. Yes. 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 Yes, he
1: did. Yeah. Right. Ron did try and Boy, he used to be at Burgess. Yes, you're he, right. You're he, right. He
0: yeah. used to Burgess
1: too. Yeah. Ron's a good guy.
0: Yeah, Ron's a real good guy. Great wrestling coach yeah. and uh, uh, another yeah. guy that's uh, done so much here in the city of El Paso as well. Now, as you look at your career, who's the greatest basketball player you ever played against? Uh...
1: Will Chamberlain. Really? <laughs> yeah, it was, a term, it was a tournament in Wichita Falls, and uh, it was Wichita uh, Falls, a California team in Kansas and in Texas Western because we had kind of a reputation at the time. But uh, he's the greatest I ever played against. I didn't play too much because he dominated, but anyway, <laughs> he was he was a player, nice guy. And he also ran track. I ran track and said they Kansas relays. And it's the first time in my life I ever saw a seven foot one, two person, how tall he is, right? Yes. He was triple jumping. Oh <laughs> wow. <gosh>. <laughs> He's jumping out of the pit, almost every jump. <laughs> and he wore a little little Kansas hat and all that kind of stuff. Big Wilk.
0: Amazing. Too bad
1: he had a bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So
0: So sports has been very good to you over the years I imagine right
1: it was it it still is I still watch too much TV on sports but to tell you another story my mother played for uh, Oklahoma Presbyterian college basketball she was telling well she was telling because I wasn't born yet anyway she played for OPC a team that won the women's national championship in basketball Uh Yeah, I used to call it Southern Oklahoma now or something. I can't remember what the name it is now. It was called Oklahoma Presbyterian College then. And I still have a picture of it, her and her team. So I kind of, and my, uh, my uncle uh, served on Iwo Jima in World War II. And he was there when they put the flag up. And uh, and he came back. When he came back, he came through Vaughn He stayed with us for about two, three weeks. He had three duffel bags, and then a back. And one of the that back duffel that bags, it was a basketball he gave me, and I was about eight or nine years old. And you know, was, oh my gosh, it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> that's why I kind of uh, liked the game of basketball. You know I grew up in church, and the church, church had a basketball goal in the back of their yard. And I, I played there until I went to high school, and all that kind of stuff. So, I guess I'm talking too much, and <laughs> but, uh,
0: no, no, that's I fine.
1: Am, it's no uh, problem. Just telling, just telling you how it, how it was with me, and I enjoyed every minute of my life. And um, I got four kids, and my son, Sean, played football for Cornell High School. Yeah, he's uh, he's working for you got his double masters. degree. works at and T in Dallas now. Wow, he's in the he's in the administration. So I'm really proud of him he just got a 20% raise, and he's doing super. It's hard to believe he's 35 years old
0: now. Wow. I remember back in the day when he was playing in the McDonald's Basketball League, and you were out there watching yeah. him play. Remember those days?
1: Yes, sir. I sure do.
0: Wow. That's pretty cool. Now,
1: those were the days, yep.
0: So what was it like yeah. for you the night that you were inducted into the El Paso Athletic Hall of Fame?
1: I was nervous. Uh, uh, you, I remember seeing you afterwards. You were running the cameras, I think.
0: Yeah.
1: And you found out, you know, the I was. I don't, I don't know. I it's just I was so happy and honored, and uh, I felt tremendous to I could into that Hall the Fame. That was for life, like So. Yeah.
0: You know, for the, the many people that know you and and known you over the years, they would never know all the accolades you've had from sports and all the great things you have done in the track and field. Because you never talk about it, you're very quiet, you're very humble. And uh, congratulations on on all the honors you have gotten and richly Go deserved, Mr. Saunders.
1: Thanks a lot, Wayne. I appreciate that. I'm drawing the tears. <laughs> thank, thank you, no, my friend. I appreciate it's,
0: it. It's very good to always talk to you, and congratulations uh, on your retirement mm-hmm. for many years now, and and uh, you deserve it. You really have, and uh, thank you for sharing those memories with us, and all the good and, and, and some of the bad things that you had to go through as an athlete at Texas Western. But uh, yeah. you're well, class yeah. act, my friend. Thank you.
1: Oh, I appreciate that. Wayne. I'm all screwed up here since this pandemic. I haven't had any uh, any, uh, record of being uh, going to Hall of Fame meetings. Are they still having them?
0: Yes, sir. They're Uh, still going on. Um, In fact, I will uh, after we finish this. Once we, I will get your information so I make sure that you're on the mailing list and the email list as well, so that you can be in contact to. Uh, They start in January. They always start the Monday after Martin Luther King holiday. And that way you can uh, still be a presence because I'm sure a lot of people would love to see you uh, if you're able to attend and uh, just to be around you because uh, you do have a presence in what you've done in sports.
1: I appreciate it, Wayne. Thanks a bunch.
0: Thank you, my friend. Take care now. You bet, you, John Sanders, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the hall, our latest edition. Thank you all very much, along with my producer, Ace Acosta, we'll take care of yourselves, and we'll see you next week right here on Welcome to the Hall.